Welcome to Chaintech, the show and podcast focusing on the latest trends in supply chain, procurement, and logistic technology. My name is Max Henry from the Global Supply Chain Council, and together with my co-host and special guest, we explore the personalities, startups, innovators, and industry players driving disruption in supply chain. From early stage to unicorns, and from cutting-edge technology to the people using it to help drive more innovative, agile, and resilient supply chain around the world. This is Chantech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chantech. I'm your host, Max Henry from the Global Suppression Council. And I'm joined today with my co-host, Niraj Krishna. Hi, Niraj. How are you? Hi, Max. Nice to see you. Uh, and a quick introduction about myself. Uh, I am Niraj. I head the continuous cost quality leadership function for Jardin Schindler, a leading market player in Escalator and Moving Box. And I'm very happy to uh, share this space with you. It's great to have you again, Niraj. So thanks again for joining us for uh, this uh, new episode of the show as we continue to host some of the most interesting chain tech founders and discuss the rapid rise of supply chain, logistic, and procurement technology around the world. As we jump into today's conversation, I also want to make sure that you're aware of our Chantech platform at Chantech.net uh, that we recently launched. And also, if you are interested to listen to all the previous episodes, you can go to Chantech.show. Uh, you will find all the interviews that we have made so far. So today we're joined by a special guest, uh, Jean-Baptiste Cloua, who is the CEO and co-founder of Flowlity uh, based in Paris. Hi, Jean-Baptiste. How are you? Hello, Max. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, very glad to be here today and, and looking forward to the discussion. All right. So let's get started. I want to uh, maybe we'll start with your background first. You know, if you could share with us, uh, you know, a bit your, your journey before starting Flowlity. Uh, maybe let's start with the you know, very early stage where you come from, where, how did you grow, okay. uh, where you go and what did you study, uh, you know, previously? Yeah. Okay, um, so um, uh, let's start with the very early. So I'm born in uh, in Vire, Normandy, uh, so in, in the countryside of France. Not a lot of things, a lot of co- cows. And uh, and uh, I end up um, studying uh, engineering and applied mathematics. So I did uh, um, I, I two degrees, uh, one in France and, and one in the U.S. Um, so in France, they call them in, and in the U.S., it's called uh, Georgia Tech. Um, and I specialized in uh, operations research, so really optimization, applied mathematics, kind of things. And um, and you know, starting from there, I uh, I I wanted to pursue in that in that place and, and you know and, and that study in that field. And, uh, and and the best place to do that is is supply chain technology, um, where there is a lot of um, applied mathematics puzzle to solve. And so I joined um, a company called Quintict, which was a which was a judge company at the time. Um, it was um, was not a startup. It was like 600 people, so 500, 600 people at the time when I joined. Um, and um, and and so they were launching in in France. So I was part of the of the starting team in France, and that was you know, quite exciting. And I started as a consultant, so I was basically going to the to um, industrials or 
or manufacturers, and, and I was trying to understand their uh, way of working, their way of planning, and, and trying to then um, propose a way to, to do that in, in the tool. And so I did that for a couple of years. Uh, then I, I got promoted to, um, to, to product manager and to, to head of product. So I was responsible of one product at Dassault System. Uh, because in the meantime, Dassault System, which is a French company, bought uh, Quintic. So I was, uh, was uh, responsible of uh, one product that was really focused on SNOP, was really collaborative demand planning and, uh, and also um, uh, supply planning, uh, long term. And, and we started the product from almost scratch. Huh? So we, uh, it was not really an existing offer, uh, when we started. And I did that two years and, uh, and we were able then to, to be uh, positioned as, as one of the leader in, in the Gartner Magic Quadrant. Then I said, look, I would, I really liked what I did at, at Dassault, but I really want also to discover SaaS kind of companies. No, uh, a bit more modern technology. And so I joined a, a really fast growing company, which was uh, Anaplan. Um, and, uh, I did, uh, I, I did a couple of, uh, uh I did one year there, uh, really to start to <laughs> embrace the SaaS world. And, uh, and then I really wanted to start my own company because, you know, I felt that there was still a lot of opportunities, a lot of things to be done. And I think also I had, uh, deep inside me really the, the will, uh, to, 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 to build a company. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you, so, so you work with some big players, uh, you know, Anaplan, Quitik. Uh, what did you realize and what actually, you know, trigger you to start your own company? Uh, you, when you look at the solution, you were just, you, you didn't find that uh, them to be uh, good enough uh, for the market? Yeah. It's a very good question. So, so first, the problems are, are huge and growing. Yeah? So supply chain disruptions um, are <laughs> here more than ever. Um, the issue we are tackling is inventory, uh, inventory you know, issues. So it's, it's uh, overstocks and stockouts. They are getting bigger and bigger year after year. So <laughs> problems are not solved so yet. No, so, so there are still room. And in terms of software, in terms of planning software, yes, um, uh, we feel that, and that's what our customers are saying, that the, the offer that exists is often legacy software from the 90s, from the year you know, 2000. Uh, they are cumbersome to use, cumbersome to um, to implement, very long time of implementation, very costly tunnel project, um, not user-friendly, not enough performance-driven. So there, there was a lot of signs from the market that, you know, there was a big opportunity to build something different, something more user-friendly, something more performant um, that could solve this big issue uh, about, about inventory management. And, uh, and and that's why we launched it. So, yeah, problem is still big, unsolved, and inadequate offering that we are seeing now, now in the market. So in one sentence, can you tell us what your company does? Sure. So, so Floliti, uh, company and solution is the same name. <laughs> so Floliti is a solution, uh, that is helping companies, so manufacturers and, and retailers, um, to optimize their inventory. So to reduce their, their, their stocks and their shortages, um, uh, by better forecasting the future demand, uh, better placing inventory buffer to, to cope for, for the volatility of demand and supply and by trying to order the right amount, taking into uh, consideration all the constraints that they have 
on their um, purchasing contracts. Yeah, Nirash, you had some questions, yeah. Hey, well, what, uh, son, what are the biggest uh, benefits, you know, that the solution brings to the customers that yes. uh, conventional ERP suits don't do? Our vision is to um, reduce startouts and shortages. Uh, if you, uh, and there is a study that is published every year, if, if you look at, at the cost of overstocks, so that causes, you know, uh, waste and, and, and uh, immobilized capital, but also of shortages. Um, so you have lost sales and, and, and other things. If you could look at that cost, it's about $2 trillion uh, that is lost every year. It's in between the GDP of Canada and Italy, uh, just to give you a, a sense of how they are. Uh, so it's huge. And our moonshot is to solve a big, big chunk of that. Uh. Uh, so really, that's the goal of the company. That's what, you know, that's what we want to do. And so, consequently, that's what you know we are um, bringing to our customers. Um, we are uh, measuring and making sure that at the same time they can reduce their shortages, so have a better um, availability of product. Um, and, and we can we can show that for certain e-commerce companies, for example, we have been able to increase by ten points. Um, so, um, you know, going from, for example, 80 to 90%, the availability of product. Um, so it's, it's a huge uh, boost on the, on, on the, on the top line. And at the same time, decrease stocks to have also, uh, beneficial consequences on, on reduction of waste, reduction of, uh, of, um, of working capital, this kind of things. And, and, and usually we are around 20%, 30%, uh, reduction. And so that's, uh, yeah, that's what, uh, that's what we aim. And it's very value driven in the end. Huh? So we are a very value driven business. Uh, we look at uh, what were the situation before, what is the situation now. And we want to prove that we have, uh, improved the, the company or customer efficiency on those two metrics. Any rush? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, it does, can you tell more about the solution? Do, does Fluivity interface with the, the ERP of your clients or is it a standalone solution? Yeah, no, it's, it's exactly, it, it interfaces with the ERP. Um, so we are really a, a planning solution that is plugged on top, uh, usually of, of an ERP. Uh, we need on our side data. Uh, basically, we need to know historically what has been flowing in and flowing out of any you know, stocking points in the supply chain network. Uh, and we learn, our algorithm learn uh, future movements um, based on that. So that's, that's really what we need. And so usually the ERP of our customers is used, is used as, as a transactional um, administrative tool. And so we plug on top of this uh, to, help, to help them you know, better predict how much they are going to sell and better you know, decide or optimize the order that they need to pass to their suppliers or to production uh, or to distribution. So that's really what is uh, what is really about. So sitting on top of the ERP and bringing really the decision support analytics to help uh, decision makers and, uh, and people responsible of replenishment to take the best decisions. Uh, Jean-Baptiste, those ERP package also offer uh, some of them uh, some kind of inventory tools. So how, how do you compare you know, Flowlity with what's existing from those big ERP package already. Why is Flowlity better 
uh, than just using the standard inventory uh, optimization tool that uh, those ERP have already? Yeah, it's it's a very good question. So indeed, a lot of ERPs offer a lot of uh, different modules, and 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 sometimes they they do offer you know, planning uh, packages and planning modules. Um, so you know what we see is that it's you know it's it's very limiting in terms of um, of, of offering. It's a very simple you know solution that is not often meeting the needs of our, of the customers. Uh, it lacks performance. Uh, it lacks uh, user um, you know, support, and sometimes also it lacks all the constraints that make it a feasible plan. Huh? So, um, and that's fine huh? because you know they are not specialists, and and so they have a very let's say rough, uh, simple um, solution to do and to handle. Let's say the level one uh, replenishment, uh, but for customers. When they feel that this is become this becomes something that is critical, well, they feel that you know they can gain a lot of you know money uh, by mastering a bit better the replenishment and their inventories. No, we are there to help them, and and the ERP or the Excel files are not enough. And because what we see and what we replace often is that they bought an ERP, but then this, they they feel that it's not me, it's not doing the job. And so very often they have created Excel files on top of their ERP to cover for those replenishments. And 90% of the time we come and we replace those Excel files and we bring the company further along the digitalization of those replenishments and, and this forecasting. Okay. And then you also compete with, you know, SARS, best of breed software vendors. Yes. The like of, of Blue Yonder, the Slimstar, the Relax. And many yes. others. It's a very crowded market already. So, what's your sweet spot right now? Yeah, that's a, it's it's a very good question. Um, so, you know, the best answer to that is to ask our customers. You know, why you know, why did what did they buy us in the end? And uh, what we see from our customers is that there are three big reasons. First, um, we were just the best, say looking UX-friendly product on the market, and that's really important because when they showed the product to their planners. Um, like 100% of the time, the planners are, you know, voting or siding with, with Floliti. And it's really important when we know that to succeed in the deployment and the usage, the user onboarding is key in this market. So that's the first thing. The second thing is performance. We invested a lot, uh, on R&D, um, on PhDs specialized in, in, uh, artificial intelligence and operations research. Um, to, to go to the extra mile in terms of performance, to, to do something that the others don't. And, and, um, and this is leading us further in terms of performance. And when you are a value driven business, in the end, what counts is the impact of the bottom line. And if you take a, a slim stock and, and, or whatever, uh, and, and you have a 10% inventory decrease because whatever, because you know, it's, it's, it's a digitalization of Excel and you take a fluidity that is bringing you to a 30%. Well, it's a big, gap in terms of, of, of money. And the third thing that we have is, you know, we are the, we have, we, we are lucky in a sense, you know, we, we are the new player and we have been created three years ago. And so it allowed us to be, to be building fluidity on modern technology. And this modern technology is allowing us to be deployed way faster than the traditional players. When you look at a Blue Yonder or Raycall or whatever implementation of, of a supply chain management tool, you can count in, months, if not years, uh, the deployment of, of this technology. Uh, it's very cumbersome 
and um, and and very painful. And and when you look at the fluidity, uh, now we are doing it in six weeks, eight weeks for the biggest project. Uh, so so that's a, a huge difference. And so all in all, summing up, our, um, our customers are buying us because of um, better UX, better performance, and faster deployment. Well, please, when you're talking about performance, right? There are businesses where, you know, the, the skewed demand or the flow are not well aggregated. How do you cater these challenges for your customers? So first, so, you know, we have a very dedicated solution. So, you know, we are not doing all the supply chain, you know, planning uh, processes. Huh? So we are very dedicated to <clears throat> inventory uh, management to reduction of stockouts and shortages. In that regard, what is most important for us is the operational you know, uh, time frame. Huh? Basically, what we are trying to do is to be the most precise at uh, for the next replenishment. And in that regard, it means that the forecasting algorithms that we have built have been uh, configured to be the most precise at the SKU level, you know, because you are, you know, it's the stock keeping you in the end. It's, it's the where you take the decision of keeping stock, replenishing, and ordering. And so, we didn't build algorithm to be very precise at aggregated level, at the color, model, whatever you know, uh, levels. Uh, I think that's more uh, the focus on of, of SNOP tools, and we are not an SNOP, SNOP tool. Huh? We are really. Um, more operational tool, looking at three, four, five, six months max of of, uh, of horizon. We can do forecast for after, but you know that's really where we are going. The three, four, six months um, where we are going to be the most optimized for and to influence really the stock position uh, and to to reduce stockouts and, and other stocks. So very focused on that. And, okay. and maybe one word. Uh, it doesn't mean that we can, we do not have we have in the tool the aggregation capabilities. Huh? We we can aggregate multiple axes. Um, however, the the, the 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 forecasting algorithms have been tailored to be the most precise at the skew level. Okay, let's let's go back a bit on on the Flority as a startup. When you started the company, uh, did you actually bootstrap the business? Did you raise money? What and you know what is your current uh, funding stage right now? Yeah. So we started the company in October. So we really started working together with Karim, uh, with my co-founder on October 2018. And we raised our first round in June 2019. So very early, the company. Uh, we had one customer doing a pilot and, uh, and a very, no, very, very, very first MVP, I would say. <laughs> very early. Um, <laughs> the, so we, we, we raised quite early. Um, so we didn't bootstrap. So, you know, why, why did we do this choice? First, it's, it's, it's a money, uh, you know, question. Uh, you know, we are not rich, you know, <laughs> very, very, very rich people that had a lot of time and, 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 uh, and money to, um, bootstrap and to build their, uh, software in, in the barn. So, you know, we just had to, 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 you know, get money and get paid uh, to, to be able to live, uh, very early. In the stage of our company, so we chose very early to go toward that um, that uh, VC road um, and to raise uh, capital to go faster in terms of building a product, um, you know, get, also getting salaries and and also building uh, building the right tech for for customers. Um, so that's 
that's the choice we made. And so the first round was a uh, 1 million um, uh, VC round in, uh, in, uh, in June 2019. Then it, it allowed us to build the product, to build a, you know, a good, um, a good first product, which bring, bring, uh, brought us to um, February 2022, where we raised a bigger round of 5 million euros. And, um, and yeah, and, and now okay. we are even accelerating further. But yeah, we are very VC driven. So from the first round to the second round, you know, uh, a lot of things have been happening, uh, obviously with the pandemic. What has been your, your main challenge going through that difficult time? Was it, was it, uh, you know, a good time for you to actually, you know, spend time and, and deliver your solution or, 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 or pretty challenging? Well, you know, to be honest, we are kind of born with the pandemic. Huh? So if you look at our first live customer, it's, it's, it's during the pandemic time. It's in June 2020, the first live, like, recurring customer. And, and so, you know, <laughs> I cannot compare with before in, in a sense. So, you know, we, we, we built for it here also to be more resilient, to be an undertake and the algorithm behind. Uh, to be more resilient in, in a very trouble, trouble and volatile environment. So, you know, we, we are, we are born and we thrive with the pandemic. And, uh, and for us, you know, it has been, uh, you know, quite, quite a journey. Huh? So we have been signing a lot of customers during, during this time. So, yeah, that's. So, so not, not an issue, actually. Quite, quite a positive thing for you. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Any yeah, rush? Well, you know, we started from zero before the pandemic and, and, and now we are 30. So <laughs> obviously it's an infinite progression. Um, so that's of course positive. Yeah. Okay. So lovely. So you were telling about the company, right? So how many full-time employees do you have? How mm-hmm. many engineers you have in your team? Yes. No, we are 35. Uh, with the vast majority of engineers, uh, it's uh, 58% of our of our account that, uh, that is, um, in, and so more than 15% are engineers, but 58% of the, of the ad count are working in the tech side. So software engineers, um, and, uh, also, for example, uh, research, uh, AI, uh, PhDs, these kind of things. So, uh, almost 60% is basically building the product. And then we have, People on the delivery side that are also engineers, but more software uh, supply chain engineers that are helping the customers to um, um, configure the product um, and to deploy uh, to deploy it. And um, and even on, on sales and marketing side, uh, we have quite a lot of engineers uh, to you know to, to sell the product. So I mean we have and and Karim and myself are engineers, so we are very engineer driven uh, company. Okay. Would you sell to Jean-Baptiste, you know, what kind of market are you targeting? Uh, SMEs, mid-market, MNCs, and which sector and industry are you focusing on more? Um, so right now we have customers um, ranging from 50 million uh, to very big uh, customers like, uh, like like Cartier or, or, or LVM, LVMH. So, so you know, very big customers. Um, I would say our sweet spot is, is kind of min, the mid-sized companies uh, in between 50 million to 2 billion turnover is perfect, but it's more a fact that they are faster to take decisions. Huh? So we are still a young company, you know, spending two years 
in a sales cycle to 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 convert um, uh, a 30 billion you know companies is 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 taking a lot of energy and so we prefer to focus on 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 would say the mid-sized companies that can take a decision in 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 two three months and uh, in terms of of sector <clears throat> we are uh, doing a lot of business in in the retail b2b retail or or b2c retail uh, all the we have a lot of customers in as as the nvb brands this kind of things um, we have a lot of b2b retail customers and uh, and we have a few manufacturers uh, so i said you know cartier uh Daer, um so automotive um aerospace manufacturers where we are going to help them optimize the inventory of, of raw materials and components uh, so yeah different sectors and different size how many customers do you have right now <clears throat> we are now 25 ish something like that then yeah mostly uh, Okay. The... How do you actually market you so yeah. Okay. Uh, Jean Baptiste, yeah. how do how do you actually market uh, how do you mark how do we market uh, the solution? So <clears throat> so um, how we go to the market, so it's I mean we we have two ways of generating uh, prospects and leads on the market. The first one is um is to um, you know, create content to be a thought leader in terms of uh, supply chain you know, management, uh, and that generates a, a, few, a few leads, huh? and uh, quite a lot of leads. Okay, uh, so we create content, we create webinars, we create white papers, and 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 we try to you know to position ourselves uh, as a thought leader to to generate a lot of, of leads, and then we have uh, the possibility also to. Um, Target specific accounts, and then you know, we go with tra more traditional sales methods uh, to go and to contact um, supply chain director and VP supply chains uh, to to convince them to, to work with us. Please, Does uh, it answer your question? Sorry, go ahead. Yes. Uh, so, what is exactly how exactly do you make money, and what is your revenue revenue model, business model like? Well, we have very software, we have a software company, so, you know, 80, 90% of our revenues are coming from, uh, subscription. Uh, so we have SaaS solutions, so there is a, a yearly subscription, um, of using the software. And so, you know, very traditional, say, um, pricing and business model, uh, for a software company that regards. And do you, and you find yourself to be more, uh, in terms of pricing, more competitive than the other? Uh, solution in the market? Are you more aggressive with pricing? So, no. Uh, so, so no. We see ourselves as um, um, a better software that is bringing more value. So we tend to be more expensive than than the other guys because we just that you know we are bringing also more ROI. Um, so in terms of software cost, we are usually higher. But in terms of implementation cost, we are way lower. So it, it can sort of balance out, um, but you know there is a very low uh, fixed um, or setup cost uh, to go with Flutility, uh, but higher software cost. But that's fine because in the end they are getting more money out of it. Uh, so in, in the end, the, the ROI—if you look at the ROI—is 
is largely superior if you look at the quality than another software uh, that, that is already existing in the market. Okay. Yeah, Niraj? Uh, do you think the, the pandemic COVID situation uh, accelerated the adoption of supply chain solutions? Yeah, I think it has been uh, quite a uh, uh, revelator that, that, you know, that, that companies need to invest in digitizing their, their supply chain operations, uh, for sure. <laughs> um, I think there are a lot of CEOs and, and CEOs that have been suffering from either lack of um, components availability or, or from um, issues with transportation, you know, and... And when they ask for answers, when they ask for simulations, when they ask, they ask for um, guess on when this is going to be solved, uh, usually the answers are very vague um, from from the special directors, or or it takes a lot of time and struggle uh, to to come with the answers. And so, yeah, I think it came with. Uh, it, you know, it, it, there has been a realization from a lot of key decision makers, C levels, that. It's super important to invest in supply chain technology and digitalize the supply chain processes to be competitive and to be resilient uh, for the future. And uh, and I think the companies that are not investing right now in 20, 30 years with the very volatile and uncertain context that we are facing, they are going to be struggling a lot. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's... Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, um, let's talk about the, the current landscape of um, you know supply chain uh, and uh, startup in maybe in France, for example. Uh, do you do, is there a community of those companies? Do you know the founders all over? Because there's been some successful uh, you know supply chain logistic company raising quite a bit of fund uh, in the past few years. Do you actually um, meet each other? Do you meet up? Uh, exchange experience uh, within the, you know, uh, Europe or France, yeah? Yes. I would say the subvention tech uh, scene um, in France or in Europe is still still nascent as a community. But we tend to have more and more, you know, co- we, we, are, we are co- we're creating content together to the market. Uh, I'm having regular calls with uh, with a few CEOs um, on, on uh, that are that have over uh, supply chain uh, companies, and uh, and and yeah, so yeah, we we are trying to to push that uh, community and to and, and to make it more active. Um, in terms of the landscape, indeed, so there there's been a lot of supply chain startups that have been created. There, I think the, the startups are more on the, on the transportation, uh, on the on the warehousing on demand, these kind of things. Um, you know, that those have been very thriving. In our sector, in our, uh, uh, let's say, niche, special planning, um, it has been less a, start, uh, a startup field uh, uh, lately, but but still, there, there's, been, uh, there's been a few. Um, so, yeah. And, yeah. But it's uh, it takes a lot of effort uh, to build those communities and to make them alive. And so that, that's what we are trying to do on a regular basis on our side. It's really important. Uh, John Baptiste, what is the biggest challenge that you have in your current capacity, and what would keep you awake at night? The biggest challenge, um, 
mean, there are, the, there are, there are a few challenges. Uh, of course, you not know, first building a startup, building a company is difficult. Um, you have a lot of ups and downs and you need to, to live through it. Um, for us, what are the biggest challenges? Uh, first, I think, yeah, we are living in, um, in, 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 no, our sector, um, buying supply chain planning software, uh, is some, sometimes linked to, to long sales cycles, uh, which can be a bit painful. Um, when you are talking to, for a company for a very long time and it closed on least nine months after, it's, it's slowing the pro, it's, lo- it's slowing the growth and slowing, let's say, the, the capability to, to move faster. So that's, I would say, the first challenge that we have. Um, a second challenge is, uh, also the fact that to be, to have an MVP on this market, it requires quite a lot of feature. And so it, it also requires a lot, quite a, quite a lot of cash. And, and that comes back to the fact where we, you know, why, why did we, you know, raise money? It because to, it's because, to, you know, to, to build a competitive product, you need a lot of features. It cannot be just, uh, something simple with, you know, one feature that you can build in three months and, and then you go to the market. That's fine. No, it requires a lot of things. And if you're thinking, for example, for, for us about, um, forecasting and replenishment, well, there is, you know, all the constraints you need to take into account, MOQ, let's say this, the fact that you can group orders, the fact that, you know, you need to, to, to build forecasting, uh, algorithm that are, uh, going to be, uh, um, good enough for the, for the replenishment, the fact that you need to build all the, the, the safety stock policies kind of things. Uh, so to be software complete, to be, to build an MVP, it requires quite a, quite a lot of time and a lot of investment. Uh, so that, that's a barrier of entry that is quite important, uh, in the sector. So no, that's, that's what kind of comes to mind. Okay. So yeah, you talk about investment and we, we also heard that there, you know, not quite a, a bit of funding is drying on, on the startup, uh, whether it's here in Asia or in Europe or the US. Are you, do you think that the supply chain startup will be impacted by, uh, the lack of funding as they, as they grow and develop themselves in, in the, in the coming year? But it's, it's, it's hard to predict. What is sure now is that there is a crunch in terms of funding, especially for, uh, let's say, well, for, you know, for, for any types of, of, of companies, but, you know, for, let's say, uh, in the middle of the growth of the company, Serie A, Serie B, Serie C, there is a crunch right now because, you know, valuation have been decreasing on, on the, on the public stock market for, for tech companies. And it led to, uh, to a lot of ripple effect and, and, and reduced you know, funding at the moment. Um, whether it's going to restart in, in a few months or not, it's impossible to say. What yeah. is sure is that the best companies with the best growth, you know, metrics and, 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 and the very unique offers will, you know, succeed and will thrive. So our, our job, uh, my job is to make sure that we are one of those companies. That's it. Um, yeah. if we are excellent, we'll get funding. Uh, and, uh, and if indeed, if you are not, uh, class A plus companies, it, it's going to get a bit more difficult. Yeah. Um, so we are lucky in a sense because we raised the round just before the crunch, uh, beginning of the year. So we have time and money to make sure that we have the, the good uh, achievements uh, for the next one. 
Okay. How do you see your company or solution in three to five years from now? What do you want to become in the future with Lolity? So first, you know, uh, I'm never losing sight of, of our end goals. Huh? Our end goals is to help, uh, in a sense, the, the world to, to, to solve this uh, inventory problem that we are facing. Two trillion dollars lost because of bad inventory management is such a waste of time, money, and investment. It's it's crazy. And so if we can reduce that by 20%, we already have you know done quite a nice job. So that's our goal, and we are building products to achieve that goal. And it's not going is is not going to be solved only through the product we have now. And so we need to add new products. We are thinking about adding. Um, uh, right now, a new one to tackle more tactical strategic planning, but also outside of planning, we need to build new product offerings to solve that. Um, in the end, the goal for us is to be a supply chain technology leader. And we want to be the supply chain technology leader, uh, probably going to take a few years, uh, but at 10 years, uh, we want to be um, the leader in supply chain technology and the, in supply chain planning. Okay. No. Yeah. What advice would you give for a new founder who would want to venture into the startup space? I think the, what what I see uh, is that uh, in between the ones that are still here and the one that is you know um, not here anymore is uh, first you need to be very resilient. Um, it's it's hard. There is a lot of crisis. There's a lot of times where you think I'm dead, <laughs> but you know, if you look really short term, you say that's hard. Like you know, it's going to be impossible. But if you if you look back at you know where you were one year ago, two years ago, you, you find yourself you know that if you push every day, you you do quite a lot of improvements. So first, being resilient, getting up. And doing the max every day is going to bring you a lot, uh, very far. Um, the second thing that I would advise is that whenever you have, when, whenever it's time for recruitment, uh, for hires, don't count too much on, on the money, just hire the best. Because there is a compound effect in hiring the, just the best and the most talented people. Um, if you start Hiring average because you have, you know, your budget constraint and you know, it, it's, it's not going to bring you very far. It's going to be harder to bring the company very far. So maybe hire less people, but I hire very talented people mm-hmm. and, um, and build a, a company with the best you can find. And, and, and you will see if you, if you hire very good people, uh, it will, it will bring you very far because they will have new ideas, they will have new energy, they will have uh, capabilities that will bring the company further. Those are great advice. Uh, this is great. Okay, I've got some quick fire questions for you. Uh, so get ready. Uh... Ah, <laughs> network issue. <laughs> so we don't know what other questions. Ah, Max, you're back. I'm but back. So, so I, yeah. I was telling you that I have some final questions for you. Yes. Uh, so let's get ready. Uh, so quick ones. Cats or dogs? Uh, dogs. Window or aisle? 
I, I didn't get it. Window or aisle in the plane? Uh, ah, window. Uh, one of your favorite movie, best movie you've seen recently? First movie that comes uh, to your mind? June. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite sandwich? Um, with a, a lot of um, French saucisson, so, so some kind of sausages. Like <laughs> <laughs> you are in France, so you should know. You yeah. should know about sandwich. <laughs> yeah, but but I don't know how to say it in English. <laughs> Sausage, yeah, uh, or yeah, yeah, or, some, yeah. okay, some or some, yeah. Uh, dry, yeah, or dry saucisson, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's a, what's your most used app on your phone right now? The Slack. one you always look at it. Slack? Okay. Slack. What's your favorite tool to be your company other than Slack? <laughs> um, Any software that you use to develop or, you know, to... Uh, I would say uh, on my end, uh, HubSpot. HubSpot. Okay. Interesting. All right. Um, describe the rest of your life, like the very end of your life in three to five words. What, what do you think you will be or what you want to do? In just a few words. What's your goal? After, uh, you, after maybe after, maybe after you yeah, exit after, and, and sell the floor, floor, floor here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure. So I probably I will take maybe, you know, three months, three days. And then I will get very bored and I will start a new company again um, in a very different <laughs> sector and uh, probably taking uh, more physical product that where you need even more capital, right? So if you exit and you're very successful, you can even raise even more capital. So I will take probably a very ambitious you know, goal and try to build a, a new company on, on this. As you get older. Okay. So building a new yeah. company. <laughs> okay. This is great. All right. Thank you very much, Jean-Baptiste. It was great to, to have you. Thanks, Niraj, for uh, supporting me with the interview. Uh, so again, Thank you know, you. It, it was, it was a good, good talk. Uh, I just, just want to remind everybody that again, this is, you know, this is a, a new episode of Chantech. We were uh, very fortunate to have Jean-Baptiste Clouard, the CEO and co-founder of Flowlity, uh, based in France. I'm pretty sure we're going to hear more about Flowlity uh, in the near future. So wish you all the best, Jean-Baptiste. Thank you very much, uh, Max and Niraj, and thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. 